Well, not exactly. This is one of those times when you get the just about all, all female financial show, one of the few around the nation, and you're getting it right here on this fine station right now. I was trying to remember all week what how you said it, it was the all female financial show because I remember the alliteration, but I couldn't remember exactly what the words were. I think that's close to uh, a few months ago when. You were in this place with the two of you and, and David off uh, doing something else. Right. Well, you know, David deserves a day off, too. Like, he works really hard. So, you know, he deserves time off. And, and we try to schedule it around the radio show because we love our listeners. But it doesn't always work that way. So who did you bring with you today? I brought Christine, my trusty sidekick today. So she gets to be my sidekick. I'm usually the sidekick. It's kind of a different role this time. I'm okay with that. <laughs> So Christine Summers is in the house along with me, Katie Shook, your host today um, for the all-female financial show. I love the way that sounds. So I don't think David will go for it, though, you know, for good reason. You know, maybe next time around, (laughs) if I see it coming, I can get the guy who does the big voice things for this station uh, to, you know, do a special little introduction for you or something. Oh, oh that'd be that, cool. That might make David a little jealous because he's been asking for theme music for well, a not very Well, <laughs> not theme music. I'm just talking about the voice. No, I get that. But I'm just saying <laughs> he really wants his theme music. Although I was asking him, what music would you want? I don't think he really knows. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to work on that one. All right. So what, what do you have on the docket today? So <laughs> I was talking to Christine earlier. We were talking about the radio show. And uh, I feel like my default a lot of times when David is here is budgeting right and it's an important topic budgeting has a lot to do with finance but um, Christine and I are going to talk about where the markets were first of all we're going to give you a market update but then we're going to talk about how what we've learned about money since working for Little John Financial Services Mm -hmm. so we're going to talk about our relationship with money um, because that is a really important topic I don't think people ever really talk about their personal relationship with it, right? We talk about how we use it, we talk about how we make it, um, but there is actually a relationship with money, right? When you don't have it, it makes you cry. <laughs> when, you, when you have it, you're excited, so it's, it's being in a relationship. <laughs> um, I know I'm stretching here, folks, but anyways, let's talk about the market update. First of all, just kind of recap a little bit about what's going on with the markets. Um, the cool news is we've actually hit an all-time high within the last week with the S&P 500. So, yeah, I know, right? On June 21st, at an all-time high of 2,964.15. So the fact that we're reaching all-time highs or at near all-time highs again is a good thing. That's an indicator that it's moving in the right direction. So um, I personally like to see that. Um, Mm -hmm. I know you do, too, as an investor. Um, Even the NASDAQ had an all-time high back in April, right? So still, again, this year, moving forward. Um, The Dow Jones, the last all-time high was back in October of last year, kind of before the market dipped. But still plugging along, still coming back up. Um, the Basically, the markets are about where they were yet last year. Or not last year. Sorry. Last week, this time. That's what I meant. Last week, this time. Um, so there's literally 0.01% of a change. I mean, such a small, tiny little fraction. So um, S&P 500 finished today at 2917.38. So again, just chugging right along. Um, Last week, it was at (laughs) 2917.75. So not a huge change in that one, right? Kind of a snooze, but 
again, still up, so we're excited about that. Uh, Dow Jones finished at 26,548.22, so um, up from last show just a little bit, um, but down for a little bit from yesterday. So when I say a little bit, I mean less than 1%, right? So uh, not very much of movement at all. And the NASDAQ also finished at 7,884.72, down a little bit again from yesterday, but uh, pretty close to where it was last year last week why do i keep wanting to say last year (laughs) i think stuck still in like fourth quarter trauma (laughs) oh gosh so october november and december was a little rough so i'm excited to see the markets climbing back up i bet you are too kyle right yeah i you know it's uh i mean i i do i've said it before i do what you're really not supposed to do i look at his account every day (laughs) yeah i pay too much attention because i'm in a world of information with this job and uh yeah but uh, yeah, the last week or so, so, you know, when you see when you see some kind of upward movement, it's when you see downward movement that you start getting nervous. Well, yeah, nobody likes to lose money, right? I mean, nobody ever comes into our shop and says, "Hey, by the way, I'm going to give you ten grand. Could you lose half of that for me? That would be awesome." Yeah, I have not met that person yet. Have you, Christine? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> There's the occasional tax break that might play in there, but yeah, that's yeah. kind of rare. <laughs> Not usually intentionally. I mean, there's some, you know, there's there is a term out there, tax loss harvesting, which we can do, provided that you have some losers you can sell to offset the winners. But, but uh, it's usually to offset the winners. <laughs> it's not that you have an all losing team, right? Like you want some winners on the bench in there. So, um, again, those are different things that we can do for you, or your financial advisor could do for you too as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we're going to talk a little bit today um, about what we've learned about money since working for Little John Financial Services um, and give you a little bit of our words of wisdom. Um, I know when I first started working at Little John Financial Services over five years ago, going on like six years ago now, a million dollars just seemed like monopoly money to me. Yeah. I mean, how does it when people say, oh, I have a million dollars, like how does that feel to you? I just think about how long is that going to last in your retirement? (laughs) Should last a really long time. I would hope so. Yeah. Provided you don't try to, you know, become the baller in an MTV video. But, (laughs) you know, it's it's a normal person living a normal life should be able to survive on a million dollars. I would hope so. Um, I just like I said, I remember thinking like, wow, a million dollars. Like it was just it was an unreal concept to me, I guess, to think that somebody could actually own a million dollars. And then I met our first millionaire that walked into our office and I went, okay, it's a normal person, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. It's not the person that rolls up in the Lamborghini or the Ferrari. It's not the person that has the most expensive purse. It's just an average everyday person. And when I, right. And when I looked at how that person made a million dollars, they went to work every day, Monday through Friday for 40 years and just saved consistently. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, let's you know, it's doable. Not a hard plan to do. Yeah. Now, I think what scares me is I, I love uh, when you're on Facebook in different places and, you know, they're like, how much money do you need to retire? And I'm like, all right, I'll take your quiz. So have you ever done one of those? Or it's like your your <laughs> retirement IQ or different I've things done, like that? I've uh, done the one that we have on our website. And how much how much how, do you need to retire? I think it changes every time because <laughs> my... <laughs> like I want to do more things now <laughs> yeah <laughs> when so. keeps going up <laughs> yeah I I've realized that travel when you put instantly mm-hmm. that you want to travel in retirement like I, I feel like the amount that you need doubles yeah they're like so you're gonna have a really expensive retirement oh if gosh. you want to travel um 
which is funny to me because I totally travel on a budget. So I think it overestimates exactly what I think I need, but that's okay. I'd rather shoot for the higher number than the lower number, right? Yeah, exactly. So, but um, yeah, it's it's always fun to kind of see how much you think you need in retirement, what the other resources are. But, um, but just, again, your relationship with money, right? Like I... Um, I grew up having investments. Um, mm-hmm. When I was little, my grandmother actually bought me Disney stock. A lot of times you'll hear me jokingly refer to Disney. I think I just have a little bit of a love for Disney because I've always had it. Um, but every year for my birthday and every year for Christmas, she'd buy me Disney stock. And that was back when the stock was under $20 a share. So it was a really easy thing to buy. Um And so I grew up having Disney stock. And when I was little, um, growing up in Southern California, they would hold every four years, they would hold the stockholders meetings in Anaheim, right by Disneyland at the Anaheim Convention Center. So I actually grew up going to a stockholders meeting, which is kind of a rare. It is very rare. It is a rare thing for a kid, right? Like it's a unique experience. I mean, most of our listeners probably didn't grow up that way. Um, But it, it opened my eyes to investing it opened my eyes to what being a shareholder was right mm-hmm. and then trying to explain it my my loving mother and grandmother trying to explain to an eight-year-old exactly what that means to be a shareholder um was fascinating right so i remember walking around disneyland going i own that no i own that because <laughs> as a stockholder you know you own part of the company right so i was like i own that little lid on that trash can right there <laughs> <laughs> i own that tiny little speck on space mountain right there <laughs> So I was trying to identify exactly my little tiny itty bitty portion of whatever I owned at Disneyland. And I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, But I I grew up knowing that investments were important. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I ever really understood why. Yeah, I never knew that you should invest. I didn't just it just wasn't in our vocabulary. So how did that how did that change coming to work for Little John or financial services? Or what did you think, um, you know, on your first day and when you first started versus now how how does your relationship with money how has it changed well i know now that i need to be saving money for retirement and investing is a better way to save instead of just putting it in your bank account and why is it a better way why do you think it's a better way um i think it's a better way because you have the potential of earning more money you know getting a better interest or return Mm -hmm. and instead of putting that just straight in the bank and and getting pretty much nothing. Well, with right now with interest rates the way they are, as low as they are, yeah, um, the banks are not offering much in the way of interest. I mean, I remember when I was growing up, and I'm I'm about ten years older than Christine, um, actually, just about literally ten years older than Christine, um, and uh, I remember growing up, you know, interest rates were between like five and ten percent like you can go put your money in the bank and you actually made a decent interest but again if interest rates are five percent then the bank's loaning the money at eight or nine or ten percent right so they're loaning it a much higher but if the banks are loaning money right now are four or five percent then they can't offer you much in the way of interest because they have to take that money and make money on it Mm -hmm. Um, so that makes it really tricky so investments have become more important and more crucial i think Mm -hmm. as a vehicle to help you save for retirement so, so again, we talked about how it, how we looked at a million dollars, right? And I remember just thinking, wow, like a million dollars is so much money. Mm-hmm. And then when I've used like our um, calculators online, which we have on our website, mm-hmm. right? How to calculate how much I need to save every month to yep. get where I need to go. I thought, you know, my retirement actually won't look too bad. Like I'm on track to save the right amount I need. I'm a little behind the power curve. I started a little bit later than I probably should have, right? So um, for those of you that have parents that have, you know, teenagers to early 20s, get them starting now. 
Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Like yes. time is your friend or your enemy <laughs> in some cases, but get them starting now. Like if you're a parent and you have a, a, a teen, like I said, a teen who's working mm-hmm. um, or even a young 20 something, even just putting 50 or $100, just get them in the habit of saving that money because compound interest is amazing. Yeah. Like <laughs> it is one of the best things. I mean, we, Christine and I both um, are a financial peace university uh, coordinators. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk about compound interest in the investing lesson. Yes. So, and was that the first time you've ever seen that kind of chart, like where it talked about saving and two different people, the brothers? So, I think so, yeah. Um, if you're wondering what I'm talking about, there's uh, Dave Ramsey shows a chart and he, there's two brothers, right? And one starts saving at 20 and then stops saving at 30. And then the other one starts saving at 30. And they both are saving, I think, like 2000 a year. There's the same amount. The same amount. But the brother that started 10 years earlier at the end, even though he stopped, still ends up having more money. Yes. Because he started earlier than the brother who continuously saves yep. for the rest of it. Um, so and all due to compound interest, right? Yep, so because that, of time. Right, because of time. So the more time you have, the mm-hmm. better, the easier it is to accomplish that goal. Um, and for those of you that are out there thinking, well, what about if I don't have time? What do I do? That's kind of a scary question. Um, but, you know. That's why we're here. Start now. <laughs> <laughs> start now. Save as much as you can and put it in there and get moving, right? Like, there's no time like the present. I mean, don't put it off on your things to do list. It's on the back burner because the problem is a year from now, you're going to be listening to the show and going, I should have started something. Yeah. And I didn't. Do, have you ever had one of those situations where somebody's, and it could apply to investing, but other things too, where you even, somebody says, you know, take a look at this information. You say you you know you you will, but you set it down on the corner of the table. Do I ever and, do that? And then it sits there. <laughs> no. And then you, you know a lot, and you never act on <laughs> the idea, yes or no. You just sort of let it sit there, and then years later you realize, oh yeah, I should have done something about that because now it's going to cost me more. So mm-hmm. I would say we've had people come into our office that have had that happen. So me personally, if you bring information into our office for us to evaluate, we will turn it right back around to you because I don't want to mess with somebody else's finances. Like that's really important to me. Um, Christine as well. Like our turnaround in our office mm-hmm. is really, Very really quick. high. But as an investor, somebody like your But as somebody personally, hand, if it is. Hands you things to take home and evaluate and then you say, yeah, I'll get back to you and you never do. Yeah. So again, if somebody's giving me homework, I take it as my job to get that done. But me personally, I know if it's something that is a pain point for me, I have a very high way of ignoring it. <laughs> you find other things to do. Like yeah. I'm like, oh, I think the bathroom needs cleaning, you know, and I'll go do that. <laughs> so I, I would say it depends on whether it's for someone else or if it's for some if it's something that you personally are doing. Um, you know, because when when it's a personal thing, and I get that sometimes you get papers in the mail. Right. And they ask for a decision. And by the way, no decision is a decision. Right. You've chosen to ignore it. You've chosen to say no to whatever the offer is or whatever the thing is at the moment. Um, We have had clients come into our office 10, 20 years after they should have rolled something over or, you know, they have they come in and they go, I have this 401k from when I was in college. You know, and now they're getting ready to retire. And of course, the HR's changed and the 401k plans changed three times. And 
Um, and maybe it was from a, you know, divorce. It was from an ex. And so there is definitely some homework that I get to do to try to track it down at times, um, which I'm happy to do, by the way. Um, but it's uh, it's usually much easier if you deal with it kind of right when it's fresh than waiting and putting it off. And um, the only instance that I can remember it costing somebody money was um, I had someone come into our office and they had a 401k to roll over um, and they were in essence getting pushed out of the plan, right? Their value was low enough that the plan said, no, you're below our threshold to keep you in the plan. Um, but they had been putting money in all this time and uh, never invested it. So it was so, just a savings account pretty So much. it was a glorified savings account. It sat in cash the whole mm. entire time. So it could have been worth twice what they had rolled over yep. had they had actually looked at it. But they just figured it was going in there and they were completely hands off on it. And so because of that, they kind of lost out. Now, he was excited to know that he had that money anyway because he'd kind of forgotten about it. <laughs> so, you know, it was it was newfound money. Um, and since turning it over to Little John Financial Services, we've helped it grow. But um, but yeah, that was probably the only time. The only other regret that I hear people say is, um, you know, they wish they would not have cashed out a 401k when yes. they did. Yep. Um, that's probably the one regret where people say, oh, I was young and I had some debt and you know, I just looked and said, oh, I'll just cash out my 401k. And now it could have been worth three or four or five times more mm -hmm. based on their age. Um, and that opportunity has gone. So, again, sometimes decisions can bite you. But a lot of times when you talk to those people, they didn't have a financial advisor in their life. They didn't have somebody to ask them the important questions to run the scenarios, right? Yeah. They just were making the best decision they could on the limited information that they had. Mm -hmm. So, and that's something else we're going to talk about on today's show, too, is you don't know what you don't know. But I do know that if we don't take a break, the producer is going to be waving a flag at us. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So stick around. This is Katie Shook. And Christine Summers. And you have news rate. This is KQEN Local Talk at 4 on News Radio 1240. KQEN. Afternoon and around America, one of the few places you'll find an all female financial show right here <laughs> because David Littlejohn has left the building and left these fine ladies in charge this afternoon. Yeah, when the cat's away, the mice will play. Isn't that how it goes? <laughs> Don't look at me when you say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the ladies are in charge. Watch out. So, you know what? David would probably say they're in charge anyway. They, they handled most of the stuff, so no, I'm just kidding. David is wonderful. We uh, wish him happy vacation. It is summertime after all, and yep. he deserves the time off. He works really, really hard, and we love our boss dearly. Mm -hmm. At least I do. I'm not speaking for you, but mm -hmm. I do. Sometimes. <laughs> Christine's like, eh, maybe like a lot. <laughs> I don't know about love. Um, all right, so you today we are talking about things we've learned about money. Um, we're going to share some words of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about uh, times that no decision or bad decisions have cost you a lot of money. Not you, like Christine, but us personally. But mm -hmm. um, but times that it's cost people a lot of money. Um, no decision is still a decision, folks. You can put it off as long as you want, but sometimes putting it off is costing you money. It's costing you growth, especially during up swings in yes. the market. Yes, yes, yes. Um, as much as we hated the last quarter, guess what? A lot of stuff was on sale. 
right? So if you got in last quarter, you bought stuff on sale and have seen the growth from there. So, um, you know, people talk about, oh, no, the market's down, the market's down. Well, that's a good time to push and kind of go all in, Mm -hmm. right? And um, since I've been working here uh, at Little John Financial Services, buying on sale, I've never heard that, you know, when the market's down, that you're buying on sale, sale, right? We have to change our mentality about that, right? Yeah. As as females, as, as consumers, we go shopping. And what do we always look forward to? Sales. A sale, a coupon, a discount, a something, right? It's yeah. like I almost have a hard time paying full price for anything. Yep, me too. And yet somehow when it comes to investing, people get it backwards, right? Like they want to pay full price. And then mm-hmm. when it goes down, they're like, oh, it goes down, I should sell. It's like you just sold it at a discount, but paid full price for it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like buying something and then turning around and putting it out at your yard sale the next month yeah. and taking a fraction on it. Like, why would you want to do that? Um, but we've been trained to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because you hear people always say, buy low, sell high. But for some reason, that doesn't directly translate with what's the mark, what the markets are doing. Exactly. Um, and people kind of get panicked. The other thing I would say, too, is it depends on where you are in your investment cycle. Right now, if you're contributing to a retirement plan every month, if you're still in the workforce, putting money away, whether it's in your own personal IRA or a company plan, what are you doing every month? Saving for retirement? Right. Well, there's a different word I was looking for. I was I was kind of leaving Christine out to see if she'd come in. Dollar cost averaging. Do you think you can explain that to our listeners? Hmm. I'll pass on that one. <laughs> I don't remember the pass button. <laughs> Dollar cost averaging. Um, so if you put your money in every month, so let's say you make a hundred let's let's say just to keep the math easy, you're gonna put a hundred dollars away for retirement every month, right? Yep. Now if the stock that you're buying is $20 a share. How many shares did you buy? I bought five. Five. Now, if the stock goes down to $10 a share, right? A, you're upset because it went down to $10 a share. Yep. But how many shares did you just buy? You bought uh, a little bit more than five. You bought 10. <laughs> you bought, thank you. Come on, Christine. I'm trying to keep the math easy here. <laughs> Work with me, child. All right. So you bought 10, right? So your same $100 actually bought more yes. when the market went down yep, a little yep. bit. Right. So what is your average cost per share? Well, bought some for 20, bought some for 10, probably 15. It's probably close to that. So it's probably close to that. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Not quite there, but yeah, it's close <laughs> to that. But the bottom line is now, even though you bought some at a higher price and bought some at a lower price, your average cost is actually lower than your original purchase price at the higher one. Mm-hmm. Dollar cost averaging is something that's important, right? You kind of buy your way through. Um, So when it's high, you get a little less purchasing power. But when it's low, you get a lot more purchasing power. Mm -hmm. Um, And it helps you out over time, right? And what you're doing at this point is you're in the accumulation phase. So you're just trying to accumulate as much as possible Mm -hmm. as quickly as you can. So that way, when the markets go back up, you're like, woohoo, I just made a bunch more money because I had way more units in my account. So dollar cost averaging is something that's super important. Um, so I like putting money in every month and kind of seeing what I can buy and where it's at. And um, I don't know. So I have a question for you since Kyle mentioned he checks his account mm. every day. Mm-hmm. How often do you check your account? Mm, maybe like once a week. See, she's so much better than me, folks. I actually check it every day. <laughs> but the but the funny thing is I check it because I want to see the growth. Yes. Right? Like I want to see I the, like growth. the growth. Right. And then it's weird because you kind of set these 
like little things like, oh, I want to see it hit this number. I want to see it hit this number. I want to, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm contributing to it every month, too. And I'm purchasing every month as mm-hmm. well. Um, but I, I like to kind of see those little milestones. Right. And when you hit, hit those first milestones, like when you first start saving, you hit like five thousand dollars. You're like, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you hit 10 and then you hit 20. And so it's nice to kind of see that kind of growth. Um, and I think those things are important to have those kind of growth. But, yeah, you really should not be checking your account every day because it's not going to change that much right it'll drive you nuts it will drive you nuts i think once a month is okay now part of the reason i check my account every day is uh and part of the advantage of working for little john financial services is david gives us a little bit of freedom to invest in things that we want to invest Mm -hmm. in right so Mm -hmm. the majority of my money is invested as the in our process right yep but but i i also like to uh play with my own money in the stock market too yeah well and oddly enough one of the things that i own that doesn't fit our investment portfolio at the account value that i'm at is disney disney i love disney so i right but i've actually (laughs) bought disney right so part of the reason i look is i look to see how much cash i have Mm. in my account and then also what disney's at um and so far my disney account's up like 35 percent. so like i've bought it at really good prices Right. It's growing. And now I'm like, do I sell? Do I sell? Do I hold on to it? Like, so now I'm kind of like doing that little dance. But um, so I get to experience what you guys experience as an investor as well Mm -hmm. as from someone who sits on the other side. So um, but yeah, some of the things we've learned about money, I've learned the importance of retirement planning. Right. Like I have always um, I grew up kind of with a real estate background. My mom sold real estate for over 20 years of my life. Um, and so I grew up knowing about investments, right? About but real estate investments, like yeah. having rentals, um, having rental income, right? So having that income that you don't have to work for, yeah. and how important that is. But I didn't really grow up with any investment knowledge. Me, same here. So I grew up knowing that, like I, you know, passive income is a great way to go, and I should find a way to make passive income. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, growing up kind of in the real estate world, which is why David likes to pick on me because I'm kind of fifty-fifty on that one. My husband still sells real estate. Um, I, uh, you know, I want to look at both sides of the thing, and and I grew up knowing that investing was important, but I didn't understand why. And I didn't have a goal in mind or understand um, what I should be doing with it, right? It's like, you should go invest. And it's like, okay, great. Now, what should I invest in? And what kind of account should I have? And how much should I be putting away? And were these ever questions that crossed your mind? Oh, yeah. Like, what questions should I be asking? I have no idea. (laughs) So before you started working for Little John Financial Services, um, did you ever invest any money? Did you ever own any kind of investments? I don't think so. And if I did... Somebody can find me because I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Because she has found money out there somewhere, folks, um, that she doesn't know about. So, no, you would probably know. Like now now looking at all the paperwork we filled out and the type of accounts we open and everything else, you you would know. Yeah. You would know if you had something. So, but it it is important to kind of figure out um, what kind of account is best for what you're doing in your life, right? And sometimes you can utilize multiple accounts. So it's not just an IRA or it's not just a company plan. It might be a Roth. Um, It might just be an individual account to do some investing on the side. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can also designate different types of investments for different accounts, right? Like if you have an account um, that you want to be more aggressive in versus one you want to be more conservative in, you can kind of designate your risk tolerance Per account. Per account, Mm -hmm. right? So you don't necessarily have to have three accounts that all have the same thing in it. 
you can have accounts that have different holdings. Yeah. So Kyle's in pink today, too. He's very easy to point out. (laughs) It's the Pink Shirt Tuesday, right? Uh, Well, and this isn't technically defined as pink. Fuchsia? Um, uh, Fuchsia. Fuchsia or someone in the office said passion pink, but that seemed awkward. No, it's more. (laughs) It's actually more of a raspberry. Kind of a raspberry pink, but... Huh. We're making you sound like ice cream now, so. <laughs> Maybe it's time for a break. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, my goodness. Well, you're listening to the True Wealth Radio Show with Katie Shook and Christine Summers on News Radio 1240 KQEN. Afternoon 438, Douglas Caddy's news team with the afternoon report at 5 True Wealth, the all female financial program on your radio right now. Awesome. Right See, now. All, right now got to listen right now. <laughs> you have Katie Shook and Christine Summers here in studio. We are covering for Mr. David Littlejohn, who is on vacay. That's right. Yep. Living the good life at a pool somewhere. Party on, Wayne. <laughs> so Christine and I were talking about uh, things that are important to us right now. And some of it is summer on a budget. Mm. Um, so again, I like talking about budgets. It's kind of in my wheelhouse. It's what I do. Um, Christine and I are both Financial Peace University coordinators, so we talk about budgeting a lot and Dave Ramsey. Um, but we were thinking, okay, summer on a budget. What what does that mean to you, Christine? Mm, that means getting, um, well, having the most fun for the lowest price. <laughs> <laughs> for the least amount of money you can spend, yes, right? Yes. So uh, Christine laughs at me because I jokingly say I could not afford my lifestyle if I had to pay full price for anything. So I like a good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the good deals in summer apps that you have been using? Hmm. Or apps, I should say, that you've been using this summer. Yeah. Groupon. Um, I'm a firm believer of Groupon. Um, just went up to Defy... In Eugene. In Eugene. And I got three, well, there's another, there's a story behind this, but I got three passes for less than the price of my pass. What? Yeah. From Groupon? From Groupon. Awesome. Yeah. And and for people that have never used Groupon before, how easy or hard is it to use? Um, You know, it's actually pretty easy. They send you, uh, you know, coupons all the time or offers, you know, via email all the time. So it's, it's always in your inbox. Um, but you can you can opt in or out of that. Exactly, exactly. Um, and I do like to get those. So anyways, and then you can, you know, pick Roseburg or you can pick Eugene or however, wherever you like to hang out. Um, but there are Roseburg offers and I was surprised. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head. But Wildlife Safari is usually yeah, on Groupon. It is. So if you have friends and family in town or just want to take the kiddos, Wildlife yep. Safari is usually on Groupon. Um, I have been looking on Groupon because my family is going to go to Wings and Waves, which is up yeah. in McMinnville, yeah. and there's a Groupon deal on that. Yep, exactly. Um, so I don't use it often, but I, I probably use it a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sell merchandise and stuff too, but a lot of times for attractions, um, I look on Groupon to see if there's something going on in the area I'm going to or specifically to a destination like Wings and Waves or, like you said, like Defy, which is a new trampoline park up in Eugene. Yeah. Um, and looking for discounts that way. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the apps, so we're going to talk about ways to stretch your summer budget. Um, look for free events in your community. Yes. So some of the free events in our community here in Roseburg. So Music on a Half Shell just started, right? So free music on mm-hmm. Tuesday nights. And they have some amazing bands that mm-hmm. come and play. Um, I was actually kind of surprised. Um, even the um, even the fair in August. Yeah, I'm right? excited for that one. Like if you go to concerts in other major metropolitan areas, you're going to pay over $100 a ticket. 
to go yeah, to these concerts and we get them for free. It's pretty yep. fabulous. Um, so those um, movies in the park. Mm-hmm. That's always one that my kids really enjoy. It's a little tough on time just because it doesn't the movie doesn't generally start till about eight thirty nine o'clock. It's a little darker. Yeah. So, you know, if it's a pushing a two hour movie, you're not getting out of the park till eleven o'clock at night. And if you <laughs> strollers. Have, if you have little littles that's way past their bedtime. But, you know, my kids are a little bit older. They can hang. And um, so movies in the park is a lot of fun. I found out the other day that the library is now offering a free movie night with popcorn. Wow. So the last know that. Thursday of every month, um, the Roseburg Library is offering a movie night. So I was like, wow, that's a lot of fun. Good for them. Um, what other apps or free things have you found to help stretch your summer budget? Ooh. Um, so my birthday recently passed, and I noticed that... Uh, like all the restaurants and places I've signed up for, like uh, rewards that I've gotten birthday offers. <laughs> okay. So, uh, like Dairy Queen, actually, I, get, I downloaded the app because of this giveaway they were doing. And then it turned out I got uh, buy one, get one free Blizzard for my birthday. But there's also other offers that don't go hand in hand with my birthday that are on the app. So you just have to present the coupon when you're there. And, and we, you're doing that. Did you print the coupon or did you do it on your it smartphone? It was on my phone. There you go. See, right there. I know we're talking about apps. So one of my favorite apps is there's a Sherry's app. (laughs) And by the way, when you sign up for the app, you get a free slice of pie. Just (laughs) letting you know. Who doesn't love pie, right? Free slice of pie. But there's a lot of apps or um, or uh, loyalty like reward cards that you can get for restaurants. Um, and that is a good way to stretch your summer budget. Mm. Um, and a lot of times, so one of them that I think of is another restaurant here in town, Red Robin. Mm -hmm. Yep. They have a loyalty card. Um, if you buy 10 meals, you get your 11th entree for free. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a free birthday hamburger, yep. which is kind of nice. Mm. I think you're looking forward to that one. Cause if, I re- <laughs> if I remember right, you said, I think I have my birthday hamburger sitting at Red Robin. So, but um, look for apps. Like we talked about Groupon. We've talked about different things like that. There's a lot of discount apps out there. Um, and the other thing I would do is uh, look on Facebook. Because mm, sometimes mm-hmm. um, I know when I went to... Uh, Get Air, which is also in Eugene, they said if you like them on Facebook, they give you a discount code for time oh, off of your yeah. job and stuff like that. So sometimes, um, because so many people are on Facebook these days, that they'll, they will advertise on Facebook. So there's Facebook a is that. a good way to start shopping if you know that there's a destination or something that you want to do with your family. Sometimes you can find coupons that mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any other apps that you can think of that have made well, an impact on you this summer or lately? I don't know about apps, but I just thought of Redbox. I'm addicted to Redbox. <laughs> you are? So what is it about Redbox that you like so much? Uh, so I signed up to be a rewards member. Me too. And I get, you know, there's a certain point um, that you have to hit and you get a free movie. But you also almost, uh, let me see, once a week or every other week, there's a coupon for like 75 cents off a uh, disc rental. And how much does Redbox rent their movies for generally? Oh, I think it's like $1.50 a night. Well, yeah, it's $1.50 like if it's a CD or a DVD. DVD yeah. And then it's it's about, I think it's $2, Two if for, it's Blu-ray. Yep. Did you know that they've started selling their movies? Yeah. And I've bought, I've probably bought like four DVDs there. Uh, maybe a Blu-ray. Um, but yeah, 
super like a third the price of yeah. what I would pay. It's, a, it's about roughly about six bucks. Yeah. So I was like, well, if my kids keep it for three nights, I might as well just buy it because <laughs> let's be honest, I my children, when they have a movie, I think we watch it until it like dies a slow sudden uh, or some yes. very slow death because it's over and over and over until and over you know again. Every word. <laughs> and every song and yeah. every musical. Uh. <laughs> Christine and I come to work singing things that <laughs> like, why? Just why? Because our kids have watched it 14 uh. times this week weekend yeah so Redbox is another one and they live stream now too so you can get it on demand which is even better if you're too lazy to get out of bed at night you can just (laughs) do the on-demand app Um, but those are all great ways to save and stretch your dollar this summer so again look for freebie things that are in your community right check out check out discount apps like Groupon Mm -hmm. Um, and then if you have destinations restaurants places that you want to go look and see if they have a loyalty card yeah. Because who doesn't love free stuff? Mm. Like, I always love free stuff. I feel like I get a little bit more out of it when I get something free. Yeah. And if I that have to give so them, bad. yeah, if I have to give them like my old email address, <laughs> they never check, then I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. So you have the email address for all of the junk mail yes. that you get. And then you have my Hotmail and my Gmail. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, that that's not uncommon too. So, well, since we're talking about summer, do you have any vacations planned this summer? Hmm. We got a couple. We got one in August. We're going to go to Loon Lake. And yes, I know that the BLM site is closed. Um, but we're going to the resort side and um, for Brandon's birthday. Aww. And Brandon is her hubby, by the way, if you're wondering. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yep. And then September, we're going to a uh, town I used to live, Odessa, for a beer fest. And, <laughs> and where is Odessa? Odessa is on the eastern side of Washington. Okay. And are there any hacks or tips or tricks that you have used for saving for these vacations? Mm, no. <laughs> So you're going to pay full price for all of it. Probably not. No, because we're, um, we got some cheap kayaks and we won a paddleboard that we're going to take to Loon Lake. Yeah. Christine, by the way, has like, you want to talk about blessed birthday week, right? So I always talk about a birthday week because it takes a whole week to celebrate, right? Like, so we did an office staff lunch, right? Yep. We took you out to lunch for that. And then you had a birthday party at your house for yep. friends and family. Um, and your husband had a company picnic, but mm-hmm. she has managed to win the largest <laughs> swag I have seen in a long time. Like you won a thousand dollar paddleboard. Yep. And then you won some other stuff too. What else have you won um, this like last week? Marley won like a hover tracks. Who's Marley? My daughter. Okay. So anyways, and we've all used it <laughs> and I fell. Oh my gosh, it was terrible. <laughs> That's another story. Okay. Um, so as an adult, be yep. very careful and have lots of support when you st- when you try to ride Hover things. Wear a helmet and butt pad. <laughs> we called that a pillow. We just, you know, yeah. hold on to the pillow. Strap. <laughs> no, but uh, summer hack. So my yep. family is planning on taking a trip to back to Cabo San Lucas. I want to take the kids back down there. It's a beautiful area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some of the things that I do when I start planning a trip is I start trying to figure out ways to save money, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't like paying full price for stuff. Mm-hmm. I just don't. So uh, one of the things I've figured out is which airlines flew in and out of the airports that I wanted to go in and out of to. And uh, if there was a rewards points mm-hmm. credit card that worked for that airline. Now, by the way, I am not condoning racking up credit card debt. I just want to make that very, very clear. Um but there is a program out there, if you're interested, we've actually had them on the show called 10X Travel, yes. um, that talks about how to use miles 
advantageously. Now, a lot of people have miles and forget about them, right? Mm -hmm. They've opened a credit card a long time ago and they got the miles and they used it once and that was it. Um, There are ways to do it. So I have covered almost all of our airfare except for the airport taxes, which you never get out of. But all of the airfare on points. That's amazing. And then a lot of times by owning that credit card, um, you will get, again, emailed offers, right? Like I showed you the one the other day for Hawaii Mm. where it was like 70% off of the hotel for the week. Yeah. Um, So there's a lot of discounts available to you if you plan on traveling during the summer, especially if you're within a 60-day window of wanting to go somewhere. Mm, Um, Yeah. Because if they have rooms available or other stuff available, they want to sell it, right? And they're willing to take a discount to get a room full. Um, So, you know, there's lots of ways to take advantage of last minute trips this summer. Um, Start looking around even on like kayak.com. But uh, yeah, go ahead and figure out where you want to go and then see who services that place. But Kyle's back in here in his beautiful pink shirt. So fuchsia. Fuchsia. I think it's raspberry. <laughs> There's I'm, I'm, not raspberry, but it is time for break. It's right. not a fashion show. We're not going to debate <laughs> colors on this broadcast. On a radio show that nobody else can see. All right, folks, you're listening to the True Wealth Radio Show with Katie Shook and Christine Summers. And this is on News Radio 1240 KQEN. Afternoon and the afternoon report coming up at five. Final segment on uh, America's only all female. Financial show on at this hour. Yeah, on on KQEN. (laughs) Yeah, America's only (laughs) female financial show on KQEN. All right, welcome back, folks, to the True Wealth Radio Show. It is a show, not a program. I'm going to keep correcting David on that one. It is not a program. It's a show. We're entertaining. At least we're trying to be. Um, It is Katie Shook here in studio with Christine Summers. I dragged her along to be my sidekick today since David is out on vacay Mm -hmm. to an undisclosed location. Um, Hopefully having fun poolside. Mm-hmm. I hope he's poolside, by the way. Mm. If he's going to be on vacation, I want to live a little <laughs> vicariously and, you know, hope that he's poolside. Um, all right. So we are on this last segment of the True Wealth Radio Show. We've been talking about how to do summer on a budget. We've talked about our relationship with money, what we've learned um, working for Little John Financial Services. Mm-hmm. Um And uh, as we start to get near the end of the show, I wanted to bring up a couple workshops that we have coming Mm -hmm. up. Um, So, Christine, what workshop do we have coming up in July? Social Security. And why is that important? It's important because you probably want to know how much you're going to get and if you're going to get it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But we, we bring in people close to retirement age and and talk about um when you should retire um or when you should start collecting benefits i should say and so we talk about how social security is set up right how the framework is set up so again you don't know what you don't know so a lot of people know that if you earn a normal paycheck right if you have an employer earn a paycheck that money's taken out for social security right Mm -hmm. now the misunderstanding is that it magically goes into some account with your name on it and sits there forever until you're ready to claim it That's not quite how it works, folks, right? It's money coming in and money going out. So everybody that's paid into Social Security right now, that money's being pushed right back out to everybody that's collecting it, Mm -hmm. right? So it's kind of a pass-through. David likes to say it's the largest Ponzi scheme (laughs) out there. (laughs) But um, it's it's, so money's coming in and money's going out. Um, And what we do at the Social Security Workshop is we talk about when, 
when should you take it? Yes. Right. When? And and so and there's a lot of questions and a lot of factors. Um, now, there was a lot more to the workshop when file and suspend was still a thing. That door has since been closed. Mm-hmm. Um, but the interesting part is the age limit is kind of a moving target a little bit. Right. Like yes. the younger you are, the older they're making it until you can take or receive full retirement benefits from Social Security. Yeah. And I don't know how how old mine's going to be yet. And no we clue. don't we don't know if they're going to change it a couple times before exactly. we get there too. So um, so there's a lot of questions to be asked. When do I take it? And one of the questions David's going to ask back is longevity, right? Do you have longevity in your in your family? Like, mm-hmm. does your family live to be into the nineties or hundreds, or you know, do they have a little bit bad luck and <laughs> don't live as long? Um, but longevity is something that's important. What kind of health are you in? Right? How yep. long do you anticipate taking it? Because um, when we start doing the math right now on Social Security, the crossover age is roughly about 84. And what that means is if you take it at your full Social Security age, which is either 65, 66, yeah. 67, somewhere in there right now, if you're getting close to eligible, or if you wait until um, the full benefit, which I think is like 70, 71, somewhere right in there. Yeah. And again, it, a lot of it depends on how old you are and when you take it. Um, so the point of which you make the same amount of money is usually in your early 80s like whether you take it earlier if you take it on time or if you take it late um so the question is do you anticipate living longer than 84 mm-hmm. which i'm hoping you do by the way right like i want to live a long time mm-hmm, it's too. really cool i think to live a full century like to live to mm-hmm. be yeah i know Some 100 changes but we'll see um i know that thought is crazy right like my kids who have all born been born in the 2000s yeah. Right. Yep. When you say like, oh, mom was born in 79. Everybody's <laughs> like, what? That's so old. Yeah, <laughs> there was uh, we were listening to the 80s station on the radio the other day. And and I said and uh, something came on. And actually, I think it was the 90s one. But it was uh, CNC Music Factory. I don't even know if you were you were like probably a little toddler at that point. <laughs> but I was joking around. I said, mom created a dance to this when she was in high school. <laughs> it was it was CNC Music Factory. It was 93. Or 91, I'm sorry, 91. And I was like, Mom was in junior high. And she created a dance move to this. And my daughter's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, just the idea of mom growing up in the 90s kind of floored her a little bit. So uh, it was interesting. But yeah, so Social Security Workshop coming up Thursday, July 18th, yep. uh, starting at 6 o'clock at our office at Little John Financial Services. If you have questions about Social Security, you should definitely come to that. Mm-hmm. Um, Christine, how do they sign up for that workshop? Ooh, you can probably call the office would be the first thing I would tell you to do, which, which would be 541-375-0898. And then we usually have signups on um, our website, which we should have up shortly. Yep. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook. We'll post things there about it too. But Social Security Workshop. So we try to do a workshop or an information thing at least once a month to give you different yes. information about different things yeah. that affect your financial future. Um, so Social Security is the next one coming up. And we will have another Wills and Trusts workshop coming up end of summer? October. Oct- oh, okay. It's October. Um, so we do have that on the horizon. If that's something that you're interested in, too, you can also contact our office. Yep. You can also email us, info at littlejohnfs.com, or just check out our website. Either way works. And there's the music. That's it, folks. <laughs> we have run out of time. So you are listening to Katie Shook. And Christine Summers. On the True Wealth Radio Show on News Radio 1240, KQEN.